Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello and welcome to the Autosport Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Kalanorkas. The final event of Formula One's second triple header of the 2020 season is underway with the Spanish Grand Prix Media Day. Although it was overall a quiet day considering the events at Silverstone, there were two big news stories that we're going to get stuck into in our first bite-sized podcast of the race. Joining me tonight is Autosports F1 reporter Luke Smith. And Luke, let's start with a story that has been ongoing since this time two weeks ago at the British Grand Prix. Sergio Perez is back with Racing Point after finally testing negative for coronavirus. Yes, uh, it's great to see Checo back. I think that's the that's the first place to start. I think it's, uh, as you say, something that has been brewing for a couple of weeks. Uh, when we first got news that he had an inconclusive test result of COVID-19 after the uh, regular screening that happens for all, all paddock personnel. And that ruled him out of uh, both races at Silverstone, the British Grand Prix and the 70th Anniversary Grand Prix. And uh, yeah, Racing Point did try and get him into the car for the 70th Anniversary race, but uh, he was still testing, testing positive. Uh, Omar Safnau said last weekend that he was 99% sure that Perez would be in the car for the Spanish Grand Prix and that um, the uh, coronavirus in his system would have come down enough to a negative level. And that has obviously happened. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just really good to see Perez back. I mean, he said that uh, thankfully he wasn't too, uh, he was fairly asymptomatic. He said he had a bit of a headache, felt a bit tired for a couple of days. Uh, also had to spend uh, about a week holed up in an apartment in Milton Keynes, which is probably not what anybody wants. But That, that sounds dreadful. Honestly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and he um, and he said that his uh, sort of fitness and stuff is probably not quite at the level where it would be because obviously he's had two weeks out of a car when he would normally be driving. But uh, no, really, really good to see him back. Um, I think as much as we sort of enjoyed the uh, the Nico Hulkenberg return story and it's been an added sort of uh, added dimension to this uh, very strange season we've had so far. Um, yeah, I think to see Checo fit and well is really good. 
Absolutely, and uh, and indeed, Nico Hulkenberg now obviously out of the car, but he's nevertheless made his impact on Formula One this season. I wrote about that in my column for Autosport Magazine and Autosport.com Plus that you can read uh, read this week. Came out yesterday, uh, but yeah, yeah. Returning returning to Perez, he um, not only is he back in the car, he's very much. Uh, Back in the headlines because uh, he's he's uh, as you wrote in a story earlier for Autosport.com, Luke. Uh, he's hit back at claims that he met up with a sponsor and fans during the trip back to Mexico, where ultimately was where he picked up uh, coronavirus ahead of the British Grand Prix. Um, yeah, it's some pretty punchy remarks there from Perez, but he was clearly making a point that he felt he felt that you know rumours and suggestions that he sort of hadn't taken every every uh, you know every precaution necessary on that trip was was pretty disrespectful from from his point of view. So yeah, what what was uh, what was going on? and why did he feel the need to say that? So after uh, Perez's uh, positive case came out, he confirmed that he had travelled back to Mexico between the races in Hungary and Silverstone uh, to visit his mother in hospital. Um, but I guess sort of the internet and social media being the way it is, uh, people tend to sort of start to dig a little deeper and begin to question things. And, it's just uh, delightful, isn't it? Just oh, it's delightful. wonderful. I yeah, love right. the internet. I really do. <laughs> there, were, um, there were a couple of uh, sort so, of... So it's, only, it's only really Twitter that's the problem, let's face it. But anyway, sorry, I'll, I'll stop interrupting <laughs> you, Luke. Carry on, carry it's on. Fine. No, it's fine. And um, it was... Uh, yeah, Perez, uh, there was... There were reports and suggestions coming out that Perez had uh, met up with one of his sponsors, potentially to sort of try and help broker a deal with Racing Point that would keep him at the team, uh, amid obviously rumours that Sebastian Vettel could replace him for next season. And uh, there were also suggestions floating around that he'd been spotted sort of posing for selfies with fans and things like that. And I think that everyone's really sort of been on red alert in terms of the F1 driver movement since we saw uh, Charles Leclerc and Valtteri Bottas uh, have the, their trips back to Monaco. Uh, obviously, they're in Bottas's case, did stay within the FIA protocols, but it did sort of raise a few questions about F1 sort of own Dominic Cummings moment. And uh, I think that Checo, yeah, he was, he said he was really sort of disappointed and quite upset by those reports. Um, um, called it BS using the full version, which I probably can't say on this podcast. And uh, yeah, was was pretty upset about it. And I, I asked him about it and um, in the press conference and he said, he said, I've said everything I have to say because he'd basically given like two or three interviews to broadcasters earlier in the day, really explaining it and getting it all off his chest. So uh, yeah, I think it can be quite difficult in, in that situation. But he, uh, no, he made clear that he didn't do anything that was outside the protocols. I asked him, are you sort of being like hypervigilant now or really sort of like being very careful? And he, he said, well, I have been anyway. Like I took all the precautions I could to make sure I did not catch this virus, but I still did and I was unlucky. And I think it just really is a, it is a wake up call for the whole F1 paddock that we've got all these protocols in place. The FIA is doing a brilliant job with its closed events, but even that may not be enough and evidently hasn't been enough uh, to stop one of the drivers even uh, catching this. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's still very much, uh, obviously, of course, the pandemic's still very much in the news, but the, the fact that it's the Spanish Grand Prix taking place this weekend, given the sort of the spike in the coronavirus cases that have been generating a lot of headlines, you know, there's there's, there's lots of ways of looking at it, whether it's just a localised spike or or things like that. But this thing obviously isn't going away. And it was interesting to hear Nicholas Latifi saying it was almost a matter of time before one of the drivers got coronavirus, purely because they're, they're travelling around so much. It's a global championship, things like that. Um, but yeah, also, there's been a lot of talk about, um, about motorhomes and hotels and the different things that are going on. I, I, noted, I noted George Russell saying uh, how he's making his bed in his hotel room as he would do at home, which is which is good for George, fair enough. I, I don't make experience. my bed that often, to be honest. I just, just get back in. Is that something I should admit on this podcast? I don't know. I mean, you should be making your bed every day. That's, yeah. Ah, can we cut that out, please? No, leave, leave it in, leave it in. 
Well, indeed, a third Sergio Perez story coming out of the paddock today. Good to have him back. And obviously in a very chatty mood, which we like to see, uh, was that he believes it's just a matter of time until rumours linking Sebastian Vettel with his Racing Point Formula One seat will go away, as uh, as you say in your story, Luke, because he's feeling quite secure about his future. So what could that possibly mean? Uh, well, it sort of gives the impression that something may have changed, like, Oh, Perez... because he went back to Mexico and did a deal with his sponsor, right? right? <laughs> well, that's, no, that could be the conspiracy. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, definitely not. <laughs> when reports and confirmation that Vettel had been in, uh, quote, loose talks with Racing Point uh, about a seat for 2021 when it became Aston Martin, when that broke, I think Checo was quite, he not downcast, but he was quite matter of fact. He just kept saying, I've got a contract with the team for next year. Just kept repeating that line. Um, then gave an interview um, to Spanish TV where he said that if one driver were to leave the team, it would be obvious who that would be, meaning him obviously not uh, Lance Stroll, the son of team owner Lawrence Stroll. And that kind of that kind of attitude, it seemed quite like he was sort of accepting, like, if this is going to happen, it'll be me, me who goes. But then this weekend, like, he's come back with a real sort of, like, spring in his step and, and saying, like, as, as you said, that he feels quite secure. It's a matter of time till those Vettel rumours go away. So you've got to think that maybe has has the... Has has Racing Point maybe had a change of heart? Maybe have they looked at Sebastian Vettel's early season performances and gone, we're not so sure, have talks with Vettel, maybe hit a, a bit of an impasse where they're saying, look, okay, well, let's just stick with Checo, like we know what we're getting with him. But it was just really interesting to note that kind of change from from Perez because he's uh, he's not he's not someone who's he doesn't really beat around the bush like he will normally tell it tell it as it is. So for him to be so sort of confident, that really struck me, I think, as being very, very interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's move on to the second story we're going to go over in this podcast, which I like to think will ultimately become or hope will become the bigger story in terms of Formula One because we want the pandemic to go away as soon as possible. We want to not talk about drivers having coronavirus and, and things like that. Um, it's 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 all to do with a good old a good old change to the technical rules, essentially, um, which is that from the Belgian Grand Prix, the teams have been informed that the FIA is going to introduce new restrictions on engine modes, which will mean that the, the engine modes that the drivers are running in qualifying the same as the race now this has been basically interpreted as a move to clamp down on the the significant step that the mercedes powered teams uh, seem to make in qualifying um, and it, and it, and it's basically yeah it could have long lasting implications for for f1 if this is going to be now a new sort of philosophy a new way that that the cars are meant to operate because it has uh, it could have a knock-on effect when it comes to reliability or just you know attacking and defending because basically it would mean that if you know if if Mercedes uh, or, or any team is, is running one two in the race and it's like okay well, there's no threat from behind we're going to turn our cars down to protect the engines they wouldn't be allowed to do that it would stop you know maybe it would stop the gap at the front of the field being a second maybe it would only be 0.8 seconds or something I don't know between uh, Mercedes and Red Bull but it's it's certainly very interesting and it doesn't sound like Mercedes are particularly pleased judging by uh, comments coming out from Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas frankly they didn't put any punches in their press conference Hamilton was like it's not going to make any difference. He was very firm in that, which suggests you think, you know, maybe maybe you got maybe there is something to it, Liz, that you, that you're not saying there. But uh, but Bottas actually took it a step further and was like, well, we don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna impact us um, versus other drivers versus other teams, but it will lead to less overtaking. So therefore, you know, a negative thing for for the governing body to be doing. But yeah, definitely a, a big story brewing ahead for the rest of the month. Looking forward to the Belgian Grand Prix, Luke. It is, yeah, definitely. Uh, Mercedes, we know that they, I think, said that they stretched themselves to really try and make up the gap to Ferrari's power unit performance all the way through last year. And then obviously that ended with the uh, private settlement and the 
questions over the legality of the Ferrari power unit. So Mercedes kind of worked itself into this massive power unit advantage that it's now got. And uh, obviously a part of that is this kind of like party mode they can put in for qualifying. And I think all of the Mercedes power teams we've seen seen them benefit from that this season uh, Max Verstappen has said in the past that Red Bull just can't get close to the Mercedes uh, works cars in qualifying whatsoever it does seem to rein the Mercedes in a little bit and uh, perhaps give a little bit more hope to some of the others but I think as, as Bottas says like ultimately it does sort of remove this uh, the, the different modes and the idea of sort of being able to really crank up the, the power unit when, when needed um, what impact will that have on the racing like will it have the drivers sort of struggling to, to make these passes because they can't sort of hit the button in the same way that they would be able to in the past but we sort of be denied those um, great scenario seven moments with Lando Norris that we had earlier in the year where he goes on that final late charge and I think that's that's sort of the concern that a few people have um, a lot of the other teams have said well actually it can only be a positive thing for us um, Ferrari in particular who obviously their straight line Funny speed that. has been yeah very convenient um, their straight line speed absolutely decimated for this season um, Charlotte Clerk said there's not a huge amount of difference in terms of the, the modes they can deploy in qualifying compared to the race which I think is uh, quite damning and showing you where they actually are with their power unit this year so for the teams like that they kind of think well actually this, this does doesn't really hurt us whatsoever and the, all the Mercedes power drivers even Lance Stroll at Racing Point and George Russell at Williams they both said oh it's like a real shame like you want to be able to um, really crank the cars up and, uh, and turn them up to 11 I believe is the much overused cliche and uh, really just give it give it full beans like low fuel quality laps engine up everything and if we don't get that anymore I think the drivers will they'll be pretty disappointed to lose that. Well, it's interesting you, you, you mentioned the, you know, the, the message sent to Lando Norris changing the strap mode and things like that because another part of this that's been cited is that you know that basically the, 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 the rule cited is that the driver must uh, the, the rule in the sporting regulations that the driver must drive the car alone and unaided well if that was the reason why Haas got penalised for their formation lap calls in Hungary then how can it possibly be allowed for the drivers being told to change their engine modes and things like that, like that that's a clear that's surely a clear a clear going against that, at least, or at least the spirit of that rules, if nothing else. Um, so yeah, that, that that certainly, I think, I think for me, that would that would iron out an inconsistency. But whether it would actually have any impact on the on Mercedes, I I, I I'm inclined to agree with Lewis Hamilton when he says that uh, you know this will not get the result they want when it comes to Mercedes speed because Mercedes is still the fastest car. It still produces the most downforce. Yeah, okay, maybe it may might not make such a big step, you know, in qualifying. But well, what happens if they just leave it in the top setting all the time? It's still going to be as quick as it can go, you know? So how do you see that potentially playing out? No, I fully agree with that. And I think that, I mean, the Honda power unit, like it's, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not Mercedes good. Like it's still firmly the, I don't know if I'd say the second best power unit on the grid, but it's, not, it's nowhere near Mercedes. Even if you peg Mercedes back, that's not that's nowhere near going to be enough to give Honda a fighting chance, really, in in that kind of battle. And obviously, that's for both this year and uh, we've got the freeze for the rest of this season in terms of power unit updates and uh, going into next year as well. Obviously, the cars remaining much the same. So I think Mercedes will be fairly sort of fairly relaxed about it. And ultimately, yeah, this is a, a move against them. And I think it's uh, it's maybe a slight sense of irony given that this has happened basically to try and raining Mercedes in yet Ferrari well questions over what they were doing with their power unit um maybe over the past 18 months or so but I think so I think Mercedes are like yeah okay this is this is a a move against us but we're we're still gonna be quick we're still gonna dominate we're still gonna win and I think that is 
that's something they can take real heart from that even even when they've got these measures coming in to try try and limit them which is i think what we've seen in the past i think 2017 those changes made were basically let's curb this mercedes dominance uh 2019 when they made the slight aero tweaks again let's sort of try and give the likes of ferrari and red bull more of a chance and still mercedes kept winning and still kept dominating and i think that is just really testament to the incredible team and the incredible sort of way they function is that even when you have uh rules such as this set to be implemented and then they can kind of take it on their chin brush it off and, and still win absolutely indeed it's a testament to the team that they've been able to keep winning through various rules iterations in formula one well luke we're going to leave our bite-sized podcast there we'll be back uh, tomorrow i think you and jake boxall leg will be uh digging into the big stories in the opening practice session at, uh, at uh, Barcelona. It's going to be pretty hot. So Lewis Hamilton said it might hit 50 degrees track temperature. So it'll be very interesting to see if Mercedes spends a lot of time working on fixing the issues that caused all that blistering at Silverstone and obviously uh, led to that great race uh, that Max Verstappen won for Red Bull. And it'll be interesting to see whether Mercedes can then hit back or if they struggle again on Sunday. So... Luke, we'll look forward to that tomorrow. Uh, so thanks for your time tonight and thanks to everybody listening along. Now, just before we go, we'd like to remind you that the latest issue of Autosport magazine is out today and is available on the supermarket shelves and in newsagents, as well as on the doormats of subscribers. There'll be a new issue of the magazine for you to pick up every Thursday, packed full of news, analysis and the usual stunning photography. And of course, if you want unlimited access to Autosport from the comfort of your home, visit autosport.com slash plus to find out how to subscribe to our digital package. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Autosport Podcast. Music is 6am by Trilo, written by Marcus Simmons. See soundcloud.com slash Trilo Music. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all condition traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. 
This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com today. That's A L L B I R D S.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.